Uh, ladies and gentlemen, man, got the fucking amazing pleasure of having the Uso. Mr. Afri Supply Shrimp. So you gotta fucking put that on silent, man. Can you? Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry. <laughs> That's great. Uh, anyway, um, Strength Put Coach, Mr. Afri Supplier, welcome to Perth, brother. Thank you. Yeah. You're a famous man, man. Everyone's messaging you and stuff. <laughs> your phone hasn't stopped since we got here, bro. That's the wife. Oh, yeah. I thought it was all your athletes and stuff. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to play um, the crowd. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds legit now. It's legit, eh? Yeah, it's, it's legit. legit. It's official. I'll it's official, the door. Yeah, you're here. The man's in the building, man. Everyone shut the fuck up. <laughs> nah, sure. Sorry, we were, um, before we started rolling the tape, we were talking about your different um, uh, pages, eh, for um, yeah. social media. So you said you got three? Your personal yep. one? Personal, uh, my athletes page, and the gym yeah. page. Yeah, mm. and the athlete one was just for athletes to show their accomplishments and stuff like that. Yeah, their training, their accomplishments. Um, so yes, yeah, so I try not to show my face on that page. Yeah, only because it's all about the athletes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes you know the recording. I'm in the actual recording, so yeah. I've got to edit myself out where I can. Yeah, yeah. But if it, if I can't, then I just I just leave it. But You'll see the strength page is all about all the athletes yeah. that I've coached and trained over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I have my athletes page, you know, so I just dump everything there. Oh, my yeah. highs and lows and yeah. um, what well, I'm what I'm up to yeah. Yeah, in trainings. It's good, man, because um, I think I saw like your latest video eh, um, was you training in like, uh, what gym are you with now? You're just with the 24 uh, hour plus fitness, plus yeah. fitness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw the video of you doing like um, just accessory stuff. Eh? Yeah, um, <laughs> is that oh, because you're slowly sorry for, for those that don't know, you're in the strong, um, strongman world. Eh? Yeah, um, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, 14 years now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going you were 14 you years, and you were the strongest in NZ, yeah. So six. Yeah, six titles in a row. Holy yeah. first, man. Yeah. Fucking hell. Basically, I've been lost in the last six years. So this will be the seventh if I decide to contest the title. But there's one year that um, we couldn't contest because of COVID. Oh, yes. yeah. Which yeah. was last year. So, yeah, I missed out on one year. Fuck. But it's six in a row if you don't count uh, the COVID year. Six in a row, eh? Yeah. So you'd have to go back. Obviously, to yeah. compete there. Yeah, because I'm the current holder. Mm. Um, I still have to qualify. Yeah, which is the best good thing about um, the format that um, the promoter in New Zealand. Yeah, shout out to DSL One Roof and, oh. and the crew. Shout out to DSL One. I might yeah. have to tag them in Instagram yeah. or something like that. Uh, they've created a. Um, a qualifying system So you've got to qualify Yeah um, Before doing New Zealand's Strongest Man Do they um, Is it divided into age groups And stuff like that? Like weight divisions ma- weight? Oh, oh so and Plus uh, Masters is over 40 So yeah. Otherwise if you're under 40 Then you're either open Under yeah. 105 Under 90s Or under 80s So you were in the open um, Thing as well eh? In the open division Yeah for a so while. I always compete in the opens. Oh yeah. Um, it's 
a good um, gauge of where I'm at yeah. in, re- in regards to the strongest fellas in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, and the Masters, so I know when I go to the Masters, you know, I've, I'm uh, in some good space. Mm. Yeah. But um, what you call it, uh, that space that this one have created, you got to qualify before you... Um, uh, you, so you do a qualifying a set of um, uh, events, yeah. Yeah, and once you've hit the uh, qualifying weights, then you qualify. Oh, to jump into the yeah. Once, comp. once upon a time, you could just put your name down, yeah, and you're in the New Zealand Strongest Man, which up, up against the big dogs, yeah. Yeah, so anyone could enter back then, mm. whether you were worthy or not to be there. Mm. It was just open to anyone, which um, at the time, uh, you know, with um, where the sport is now, mm. a lot of people have trained hard to be there. Yeah, very and true. And so, um, you know, to have an open platform where just any Tom, Dick and Harry <laughs> could um, enter the comp and say you've done nationals, yeah. it's like, hmm. Yeah, exactly. A perfect example. Can you imagine if um, UFC was like that? Yeah. <laughs> But it started the same way. Eh? They had back backyard yeah. brawls and stuff like that. You know, Kimber Slice came from yeah, and um, Jorge Masvidal came yeah. from the backyard brawling and stuff like that. And so it was good when they changed the um, um, the way they uh, did the comps, yeah. where you had to qualify. So once you had to qualify, mm. it um, pretty much um, Changed the way everyone thought of strongmen in New yep. Zealand. It wasn't one of those. Uh, oh yeah, this is coming up, so I'll just put my name down near the time, and then you know, yeah. going into the comp. But I think, um, what do you think the shift? Like, I think because um, I reckon a lot of people back then were, were big people, eh? were big guys yeah. lifting heavy weights, and they thought I can do that. Sign their name, or you know, like yeah. That. And someone like you's put like years of training into it. Eh? It's kind of like, mm. bro, get the fuck out of here. You <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, well, for starters, you know, this sport here is made for multi PI mm. um, people. Yep. You know, the ones that don't like to run in like the rugby. You know, <laughs> the main sports rugby league. Yep. And yeah. I agree. I agree, man. Um, but you have a lot of big people that are walking around not knowing that the sport even exists. Mm. I think, um, see, Strongman New Zealand has been around for almost 50 years. Mm. No one knew. Mm. I only knew when CrossFit came about. Because mm. CrossFit has like uh, elements of, you know, yeah. certain workouts of um, like a, the yoke carry, right? Yeah. For example. And the log carry, yeah, pick, so, the so big flip and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah that was a bit extreme. <laughs> that, that apparatus the crossfitters uh, created, but hey, hey, don't lie, you bought one, eh? You bought a fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went and tried it and broke it. Yeah, silly. So, that thing started at two hundred kilos, eh? Um, yeah, which is a lightweight, really. For, yeah, but for crossfitters, yeah. like holy shit, man, you know. Yeah, so uh, I don't know Empire. You remember Empire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The owner there. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Shout out to Lama. What's yeah. up, Lama? Um, he he had one. And he asked me to come and test it out. Oh, see yeah. What I thought. Yeah. yeah. Was it like made out of like pure steel and shit like that? It was that? pure, but the design wasn't very good. Only because. 
the heavier it got because of the corners were pretty sharp. Mm. So the heavier the apparatus got, it cut into your skin. Oh, fuck, so, oh, okay. So anyway, he wanted me to test it out. So I tested it out, loaded it up to about 350, 400. Kilos, eh? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then when it flipped, obviously the... The sleeves with the plates go. Yeah, yeah, they broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what well, and all the plates went flying and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Hell. I think it wasn't designed to be loaded that heavy. Yeah, yeah. He obviously wanted me to test it anyway, but I said, "Oh yeah, I've tested it, and uh, this is the result." Fuck. You're gonna need a new pig, bro. Yeah. It needs to be designed better. Fuck. So yeah, basically they just welded the the tips, you know, the ends yeah, instead yeah. of the bar going right through to make it, you know, a lot oh. more solid. So when it hits the ground, the plates. Oh. So it was like um, like a piece of steel with uh, like uh, arms welded yeah. to it, and the 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 weld was the weak point. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Rather than a bar straight through, eh? and then weld it. Yeah, yeah, true. That'll be a solid, and it had to be a solid bar. They had a hollow. Mm. Yeah, oh, a fuck. Hollow like a hollow piece of steel. Yeah. Oh fuck! And so it was. Yeah, it was a matter of time when it was going to break. It <laughs> happened to break when I tested it. Have you guys had many of those? Um, like, have you had that piece of equipment in like a strongman comp for NZ? No. Nah. Have that you? Yeah. Big. Yeah. No. Nah. You haven't come across that in any of your comps. Nah, we actually fit proper tires. Oh yeah. yeah. Proper tyres, eh? So what are we talking here? Like 450, 500. Oh. Yeah. Like the tyre we train. Yeah. The tyre we train with is uh, called Bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, that's 425. Yeah, oh. so uh, nothing beats a proper tyre. I've seen I've seen you guys, um, like, uh, pe- people that... So, uh, I've, I've watched you guys, I've watched you coach someone through flipping it, eh? Yeah. And a lot of it, um, I think he, you knew he could flip it, right? Mm. Like I saw that you, you believed that and like, you know, obviously physically he could do it, but his mind wasn't there. Like he, um, I saw that you were telling him, you can do it, you know, let's go, let's go, let's yeah. go. But he didn't believe, you know, and then yeah, you sort of helped him and then, yeah, he got he got the one flip and then bam, it was it was just flippy, yeah. flip after flip, eh? I think a lot of it's, um, especially in Strom, man, it's um, a mental game more than anything. Mm. Because of the apparatuses we use and the size of it, yeah. you know, it almost looks like a, a circus type of, you know? Yeah, true that. Um, and you were saying that our people um genetically built for it, eh, really? Yeah. I believe that too, man, because we're naturally big, eh, thick bone. I mean, I, I know a lot of people that work at the steel mill that... Um, Multi PI boys that yeah. are just walk around moving two hundred kilo I beams without knowing that that shit's heavy. <laughs> I had to train for that shit, you know. Yeah. These guys are like moving yeah. around day to day, a normal job, you know. A lot of them grew up in the steel mill, so mm. it's like um, the best guys are like training are farmers, are yeah. farm boys, country boys, because <sighs> yeah. they're brought up, you know, mm. in the farm. Moving hay bales and all the you know all yes. the stuff that goes on yeah. on the farm, they're already conditioned. Yeah, you know, bringing pigs out of the out of the bush. Mm. Those are the guys to train. Um, I feel they're a lot more stronger than the city boys. Yeah, you know, city life is just dial a number. Yeah, get something delivered. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get an Uber. Yeah, you Uber your food in. 
these fellas had to go and chase their their food around yeah. <laughs> at the bush. Yeah. You know, so hunter gatherers as opposed to uh, little figures doing the walking. Yeah. Yeah. But just far, farm 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 hands are just built differently. Eh? Yeah. It's a different kind of beast, eh? That's why the all blacks were so good back in the days. Yeah. You know? Mostly farm boys did an eight hour job on the farm, yep. you know. Training, eh? Training and then go play a game of rugby, have a pie and a coke before. <laughs> the real man, eh? This is what like yeah. a lot of people were saying. Bro, is Buck Shelford still still around? He's still around. Yeah. You heard the story about him, eh? He played the full a full eighty minute game with the fucking torn testicle, yeah. eh? You heard that story, yeah. eh? Fucking hell. What's it nowadays? You get a cut on your eye, you put a bandage on it. Oh, no, nah, you're mm. going off for the rest of the game, man. Yeah, three months off or whatever. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, the athletes nowadays, yeah, they're pretty elite. Mm. But they also um, baby too much. Mm. Yeah. Money talks, you know, so yeah. the higher the, the higher the, you know, the dollar value, yeah, the more fussy or, you know, yeah, I get you. Yeah, they get the fussier you'll be. Eh? Yeah, it's a change in time, eh, man. What yeah, do you think? what do you think? I think. Um, see, before science, mm. you know, yeah, before science, um, whether it was bodybuilding, powerlifting, strongman, rugby, mm. there was a certain, you know, mentality you had to approach. Yep. Um, the game or, or training, and I feel the guys back then were a lot harder, yeah, yep. because the mentality, you know, being brought up in, in the old days, you know, everything you had to be, yep. you had to be hard to do certain things. Mm. Um, work back then was hard, yeah, you know, you had to walk two cases to go get shopping in and walk back, mm. you know, everything was a lot harder, you know, back in when. We were growing up in even our parents' days. Mm. Um, as to now everything it gets dropped off at, at your <sighs> door, your shopping, your whatever you want. Yeah. Just look up on the net. It's so easy, eh? And that's yeah. Like, that's the down that's the problem with today. Things yeah. are so easy and the generation now has it way easier than we were growing up, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Um they you know, the generation now hasn't seen what a hiding looks like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, discipline. Discipline in the different areas, bro. We're both from the same. <laughs> well, you know, you're, there's only eight years difference between yeah. us, eh? but we're from the same generation. Yep. Like, um, we're brought up with respect and discipline, yeah. and um, the traditional island way, basically, is what it was. Eh? Well, even life in uh, New Zealand, you know, back in the eighties, yeah. If a kid was walking down the road and you know, either swearing or making some noise, any neighbor could come out and tune them up. Mm. And they sorry, miss, sorry, sir, and then yeah. on their way, you know. Mm. Never the back chat or swearing or, yeah. or like the kids nowadays want to go beat up anyone, you know. Oh, man. There's no respect nowadays compared to what it was back in the day. Yeah. And so <clears throat> a lot of it has to do with uh, social media, mm. all, all the shit that's on there now, you know. Um, all the influences from... America that's yeah. influencing our kids here. Yeah. You know, well, sorry, here, I mean, you know, I'm in Perth now. You, bro, you're in Perth now, bro. Yeah, shit. I'm an Australian. <laughs> but, you know, back in New Zealand or wherever, wherever it is, you know, mm. 
too too much outside influence. Yeah, that's probably why the you know the singers are well. Sorry, <laughs> the Chinese how they don't have any outside social media going in. Yeah, that's probably yeah. why they're. Yeah, they control that. It's um controlled in yeah in China. Eh? So their uh, mindsets are a little bit different when mm. you know when they actually leave the country. Yeah. And the kids are respectful and, you know, mm. they act a certain way. They're not, yeah. 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 Programmed, eh? Yeah. You know, I've thought, you know how we've, um, so a lot of people don't know that you've might just recently uh, migrated to Perthshire, to Australia, yeah. right, from, from Auckland. We're both from the same place in South Auckland. Um, something I've been thinking about a lot is how our parents from Sa- Samoa yeah. to New Zealand, eh? Mm. We, came, we came from Auckland to here. Everyone speaks English, eh? but how hard was it for them um, migrating from Samoa to New Zealand and they don't speak a fucking word of English? Eh? Yeah, English is a second language. Like they're trying to, and they got kids with them, which was us. You know, we were the kids, and yeah. they think, "Fucking oh, oh trying to get work." How hard was that shit? Eh? Oh, that would have been pretty hard, you know. I haven't had the chance to. Um, I was recently in um, Brisbane for my for a funeral. Eh? Mm. And I, I've been meaning to ask my dad about, man, what was it like? Because, you know, I've always wondered, eh? Haven't had the chance to bring it up with him. I think it's like, um, they probably had um, community groups that were already set up. So when you landed, because they migrated to Christchurch. Oh, your parents? My parents. Oh, oh no, yeah. sorry. My dad and his siblings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were in Christchurch, but uh, ended up in Auckland. Yeah. Oh, how, how did that happen? Um, different kick- islands, eh? Yeah, they were kicked out of Christchurch, my dad and his brothers, <laughs> fighting and whatnot. Oh, and, yeah. Um, so-called underworld oh, um, yeah, yeah. antics. Yeah. Um, we'll stop it there because they're religious <laughs> men now. <laughs> but, yeah, they got kicked out of uh, Christchurch. Yeah. And my grandmother showed me a clipping of the Bayer brothers being, um, yeah. Oh, really? Kicked out of Christchurch, so they ended up in Auckland. Um, and, yeah, that's where my dad met my mum. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, so they weren't together already no. in Samoa and moved. Yeah, oh, so I think if so it they wasn't... Met, they met in Auckland. They, met in, they met in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, nice. Aotearoa. <laughs> Uh, the land of the long white cloud eh? Yeah See I still remember that shit eh? <laughs> But yeah my mum was um, Auckland champ tennis player Back in the day um, When my dad Don't know how those two met but, <laughs> um, So your mum used to play tennis Yeah She was Auckland champ at the time Was she born and raised? No nah, she born and raised uh, and then Oh come, and then moved over Yeah Oh okay And she had a bike licence Really? Um, yeah, so the two things that I found out years later that she was, but never drove a car. Yeah. <laughs> even, even to this day, she has never driven a car, but oh. she had a bike licence. Fuck. Yeah. So she, she played tennis? Yeah. I never knew that, man. Yeah. Did any of you guys play tennis? Nah, it wasn't a sport. Uh, you know, when the Samoans used to go <laughs> pick a sport, yeah. They're usually doing a different thing for racket, eh? Yeah. <laughs> It's usually uh, Kirikiki, yeah, or um, Samoan version of cricket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, I, um, my mum's brothers were boxers, so yep. I think uh, everyone gravitated towards that life mm. rather than, 
you know, playing tennis. Yeah. yeah. Plus, tennis wasn't a big thing in poly families back then. Back in the 70s, yeah. eh, that would have been. I only know of one uh, tennis player I used to work with. He represented Samoa. Really? You know? It's pretty odd, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's just silly. Uh, what? How the hell did you get a racket and a tennis ball, man? Yeah. <laughs> but he was saying, yeah, it's funny because he was saying that um, and when he was in Samoa, all his mates used to turn right to go to that, that way. Yeah. And he was turning left and they just go, Sully, where are you going? You know, so he was going to the <laughs> tennis court, one guy going to the tennis court yeah. and all the rest were going to the rugby field. Fucking crazy! So, yeah. I um I knew um because my wife and that were were brought up in the tennis scene as well. Like yeah. uh, Cook Islanders, um, yeah, they're big in that scene. Big in tennis, yeah. bro. Really good, eh? Um, her dad and that used to play tennis. Her brothers and that played tennis. You know that um, Istomaki Rugby Field. Yeah, there's that tennis club. Yeah, that's run by Cook Islanders. Yeah, well, that's where they. Well, she, <laughs> there's stuff I should, I'm probably not going to say on this, but um, <laughs> they uh um. Tennis was the you know and they yeah. grew up they grew up around that area because mum and dad her brothers all tennis. My wife was working at a um, at the Manukau, um Velodrome. Velodrome, yeah. Where where um, people would go to play tennis and she was yeah. in her younger days she was um, she worked there. Yeah, so lucky none of us. Well, that might have been a good career for my sisters if they had played tennis. Mm. Been uh, the Serena Williams of the Samoan <laughs> scene. <laughs> I don't know. Also, I've seen your backhand, man. It's pretty strong. Hey? Different code. <laughs> Different code. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, but my backhand is pretty good. <laughs> For the record. Yeah, we've, I've, I've almost uh, witnessed it uh, firsthand. Yep. Someone's mouth was going to be bleeding that night. Yep. No, but yeah. Um, so. Can I ask you, man? What 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 um made you get into strongman? Because you know, um, I've I've known you for years, eh? Mm. And before I think before you getting into strongman, you were always into martial arts, man. You know, you were yeah, you were boxing, you were doing karate, things like that. Why why the um? Can I ask that? Yep. Like, um, yeah, yeah. What made you? I know, and I I think your answer might be along the lines of um. What we were talking about earlier, we were just built for that shit, mm. eh? But I don't know um, how you got. I don't know how you transitioned from that and like went full yeah. full bore with the strongman, man. Um. So first of all, what martial arts were you, did you train? Because I know you've. Yeah. I've seen you in a gi before. I don't know what you're yeah. doing though. I was doing shadow. Yeah. Um, with um, the boss before I became the boss of MIT. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was a he was a black belt, you know, a three third done black belt in Seido. Yeah, Seido. What is that? Um, is it striking? Yeah, it's um well master of pain style. Um, it was banned in the eighties, mm. so hence why we got taught um, underground. So we went the style went underground, and we got taught. Oh, so it wasn't like mainstream because yeah. So karate actually got the style banned because they reckon it wasn't. Um, Oh, so karate, um, like elders karate and that. New Zealand uh, Association. Yeah, banned Seido. Got got Seido banned from being taught. Oh. Only because there was an incident that happened where, I think it's, the story goes where the, um, when you get to the first dan, yeah, you've got to run across the river, yeah. and then the, the Sifu um, was shooting at you. You either had to absorb the bullet or dodge it. What the fuck? The guy got shot and ended up in hospital. 
Like shot from a fucking real gun. Yeah. What the fuck? So they're doing doing stuff like that. Master of pain. Yeah. Um, oh, so is that the motto? Like I'm, I'm mastering pain. Yeah. Oh. And so my Sifu and his his um um you know the the guys that were training then mm. they had to do all their running bare feet on on railway tracks. Yeah. But there was one run that they had to do with horse shit in their mouth. What? Yeah. You know, so um, mastering the, the the thing of hesitation. Oh. There's five things that they uh, worked through was, um, um, you know, time is not an issue. Yeah. Um, numbers is not an issue. Yeah. Uh, pain is not an issue. Yeah. Um, which you call it um, hesitation's not an issue mm. and time's not an issue. Yeah. Did I cover that already? I think you said time already. Oh. You said time, pain, um, hesitation. Yeah. There was one more. Uh, see, yeah. it's, been, it's been a long time. Oh, it's, it's been a style. Prayer, but um, also I, I, I've, I've heard you, um, I've heard you talk about I said all before. Yeah. But I haven't, um, I haven't, so I used to be a bullhead, and um, I haven't thought to Google it and stuff, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and I used to have this massive graze on my forehead <laughs> that was from headbutting the concrete. Yeah, was uh, that one of the um, things you guys yeah. had to do? To so before we started training, yeah, uh, I used to I had to do a uh, f- uh, three to five k run bare feet on yeah. on the roads. Yeah, a lot of it when I first started, you know, I was. Um, Embarrassed mm. to to run bare feet on the road, yeah. you know, um, where everyone could see, yeah, you know. So that that um, that was humbling, mm. you know. To um, you know, normally when you go running, you've got shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, unless you're someone from South Auckland, people are like, yeah. oh, he can't afford shoes. So no, good. we used to run in jandals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you're running. <laughs> But I had a gear on running in bare feet. Yeah. You know, um, so. Around South Auckland, man. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, and I said to him, what, on the main road? And he was specific where I needed to run. Oh, yeah. And that was all on the main roads in busy locations Mm. where cars stop and they see you running, you know. Mm. So people used to see me run bare feet. So all around Otara? Yeah. Probably Manukau as well, you would have run up. And I had, because, uh, uh, you know, living in South Auckland and especially in Otara, yeah. you know, people knew me. Yeah. And so some of them, when they obviously saw me, they'd go, hey, horse, I saw you running, uh, Biffy, you need some shoes? <laughs> you, you know, they thought I couldn't afford shoes. Yeah, and did you turn around and go, no, nah, I'm doing this on <laughs> purpose, bro. It's a choice. I, I chose to do this. But it was uh, <laughs> teacher humility, you know, mm. and um, the main thing was blocking out everything else, ignore. Mm. So that's why I'm, I'm good at shutting people out or ignoring if someone, you know, yeah. gets annoying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good at ignoring, you know, yeah, or just blocking that out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it was the, you know. It was their way of teaching you to, you're there for a run and you're there to condition your feet and you're not there to, um, you know, mm. think about what people are thinking about you yeah. running on the road bare feet. Oh, so basically it's him, like, you've got this one task. 
Yeah. That's all you need to focus on. That's that's all it was. Fuck. So that was um Seador, um, eh? I'm gonna Google that shit after this yeah. eh, man. So I've actually got a, a CD um of T V three. Yeah. Um what you call it? Went into the world of Seador. Oh, so back they in, did a back a, in the, in the eighties. Yeah, it was on the news. Oh, they did a piece on it, like yeah. a reporting piece. Yeah. Oh. And um, why did it? Um, I feel like it. I think it was a little bit crazy for the time. Yeah. I think it would probably be accepted nowadays yeah. because of what everything else is going yeah. on with the UFC and MMA. Mm. Um, but yeah, we used to have um, underground. So called, it was so called sparring. Yeah, uh, we will call it sparring. Yeah, but if you had to dodge bullets for training, were you guys like shooting each other in fucking <laughs> fights or sparring or what, man? Uh, no, I wasn't at that level uh, back then. Yeah. Um, how how old were you around these days? Like eighteen. I was um, twenty one to twenty four, twenty five. Oh, so early twenties, you're doing the same. Yeah. 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 So I was doing that in powerlifting. I started powerlifting in 2000, oh. and I was doing powerlifting, but predominantly martial arts. I, I like the what? What got you into Seto? Like what? What um appealed to you about it? Like what? What would? What did you see to make you go fuck? I want to try that out, man. It was my boss who I was working for. Oh, um, did he just tell you, hey, come try this shit out? Well, I said I was doing kickboxing. Oh, but you were though, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he. He thought otherwise. Oh, okay. Oh, did he think? Did he but think? I actually. Um, did he not think much of kickboxing? No, he showed me some stuff where I went, "Oh shit!" Oh, I went, "Oh shit!" Oh, so did he pick apart your technique, kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, and but and he also um, showed me um, like his pain tolerance was yeah, through yeah. the roof. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you know his. Um, not his, uh, not worrying about numbers. Not he mm. wasn't a hesitant person. So he had like a really strong mind then. Eh? Yeah, he was and that was through Seador. He showed me all the stuff he used to do in Seador. Mm. Um, and that's when I first come across a wooden dummy. Ah, yeah. wooden dummy is in the thing that Bruce Lee used to beat up. Yeah, in, like to condition his knuckles and yeah. um, shins and things. Eh? And so he had one uh, at his at his house. So how how similar is that to the um, Jeet Kune Do? Ones because that's what Bruce Lee was doing there. Um, yeah, so back Very then, similar, like the same thing, or nah, it's a little bit different. Um, so his one was uh, um, that log of wood with the two yeah. uh, arms coming out. They were there. using the same piece, but these guys were using it for something you know, just for conditioning purposes. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, more than you know, a striking, you yeah. know, defense type thing mm. that was more for conditioning the forearms, yeah. And the reason why he did that, because then he showed me what he did with his forearms after that. <laughs> Just smashing bricks and shit. What was it? Oh, not not that, you know. Um, so, you know, those bow stuff, those long sticks they use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's solid. Like a, like a kendo stick kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. They're pretty solid and, you know, a decent weight. Mm. Well, you know, I used to whack his forearms. And nothing. Nothing. No reaction. No reaction. Did you break the stick on his forearms? Uh, well, I, I, it's pretty I, fucking hard to do that, eh? Yeah, well, those post stuff are pretty hard. Um, but yeah, no, I was giving some decent whacks. You're and not the smallest person either, bro. No, fucking hell. 
And so, um, yeah, I decided to give it a crack. I, I liked the idea of the pain tolerance. You mm-hmm. know, his pain tolerance was through the roof, and yeah. if I could master the the art of pain, which yeah. is what the style was all about, mastering the art of pain, um, time, hesitation, fear, yeah. I still can't remember that last time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna well, get it. I'm you, gonna get it by the end of the night. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll circle yeah. back to it. But you obviously don't have your second dand in there. <laughs> no, yeah. I was gifted a black belt from my sifu when I finished up. Oh, you know, really? Because it was underground, they couldn't go through a ceremony or whatnot. Mm. But um, my gradings were pretty hard. The warm ups, um, our warm ups before we trained was even harder. You know. Um, you know, I was telling you about the run. Yeah. Then we had to do, um, and this is why I don't do it now because I used to do a lot of it back then. You mm. know, the burpees, the the sit ups, and yeah. the push ups. So yeah. we used to do push ups, military style knuckles. With the knuckles on the concrete there. Yeah. 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 So we used to do. It started off with a hundred each. Yeah. Fuck. And by the time I went to grading, it was a thousand each. Gee. Yeah. So. Um, See, like, sorry, I I don't mean to cut you off, but I just saying, like, um, we were talking about the generation, right? Yeah, and the type of people that are walking around now, them looking at, like, them looking into that world now. Mm. Why the fuck am I doing that? Oh, that's too hard. Oh, yeah. But you saw nothing, but uh, like for you back then, you would have looked at it. Fuck, I want to do that, man. I want to give it a crack. You know? Yeah. No one would look at that and give it a crack willingly. I don't think nowadays, you know. Yeah, and and the reason why I done sit ups was because there was um, uh, conditioning that we had to do for you know your core. Mm. I had to put my you know my hands you know behind my head. Yeah. Stand up against the wall, and here bare fists. Yeah. Go hard out on my on my gut. Oh, just punch the shit out just of it. Just punch the shit out of my gut. Yeah. Jeez. The first time he did it, um, didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> what did you drop to your knees? Yeah, I got dropped. Oh, um, wow. Probably maybe one, two or three punches in. Yeah, but I've never stood in that position to receive punches like that. You yeah, know, in, in a normal fight, you know. Yeah, you you don't open yourself it. like that. Yeah. Um, but that was the vulnerability of allowing that to happen. Mm. Was mm. to open yourself up. Yeah. To receiving, um, I thought he was going to put gloves on or something, but no, bare straight bare knuckles. Yeah, got dropped pretty pretty good, and he wasn't um, a small guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, a pretty big unit back then, throwing these, and this was a second down guy throwing. Fucking just throwing these bombs at your gutty. But the the funny thing was, he he, he didn't say, "Look, I'm just going to build up." Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna start light and then I'll hoe into you. Yeah. It was just straight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how these people saying now zero to a hundred. Yeah, he just started at a hundred. Eh? He started at a hundred. <laughs> so that was my motivation of doing all those sit ups. He goes, "Oh, you need to do some sit ups." I said, "Sorry, I thought I was." Yeah, <laughs> you know, when I was doing yeah, kickboxing, yeah, I was gonna say, "I thought I was." <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were conditioned for it, eh? Yeah, well, I, you know. And in, in a sparring uh, thing, you know, I'm conditioned because I know how to, you know, mm. um, 
move away from like standing there and let someone kick you in the gut. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's stupid. Eh? Like, yeah. yeah, but to um, but to to have that done and said, oh, that was uh, that was an eye opener. Yeah. How so long, that, how long did you do that for? About four years. Oh yeah. yeah. And then uh, the school opened back up in the late nineties. Oh really? Um, the Sedo and Auckland. Yeah, and so it was called Sergido. So they changed the name, so it was, um, you know, because Seador was obviously blacklisted. Yeah. So it was for the people that are listening. How do you spell Seador so they can um, let them, like, research it? S-I-R-D-O-R-R. Oh, like Seador. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. sorry, is my English not really No, good. man, hey, if they spell <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we've both got the thickest South Auckland accents, man. <laughs> No, but um, I, I didn't know um, how it was spelled, just so people yeah. can Google it and things like that, eh? But that's probably um, all from um, picking these styles was probably from the discipline, from uh, <laughs> from the upbringing, yeah, from, from home. mum and dad, eh? Yeah. Like, so I guess I reckon that just, um, uh, it sharpened your, um, your mind, eh? Like it made mm. you more resilient to that kind of thing, eh? Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't a shock that I was yeah. getting punched. Yep. Um, in 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 the way of shit, he's just actually punched me. You know, you know, because I've seen it, mm. felt it. Mm. Yeah, in in other ways. Yeah. But it was just the sheer, you know, um, shit that hurt. I got to get conditioned for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the motivation and. Um, I think um, I think all, all all of us generation and the one before us, you know, it's a different breed of um, people, mm. you know, because we 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 were disciplined a certain yeah. way. Um, even now, we still don't answer back to our parents. You know, we're almost fifty and uh, we're still getting tuned up from our parents. <laughs> Bro, I think, um, like I told you, I went to Brisbane to be with my parents because it's my uh, yeah. um, my mum's my mum's uh, dad passed away, and this was like in the last month. Mm. I was there with my mummy, bro. I was, I still cower. Yeah. <laughs> when when I say something like I, I always talk out of tune because I'm the youngest, you know. Yeah. I could be a bit cheeky and I try to get away with things, eh? You know, I, I tried to I said something pretty cheeky to my mum. She looked at me, you know, with that look. Yeah. The side I am, <laughs> bro. I, I was ready to jump under the under the desk and just hide it, bro. I'm like, I'm I'm forty, man. Yeah, you know, I was still scared of my mum slapping the shit out of me. Eh? That's just uh, you know the respect. Mm. Um, but and uh, man, what you what you said was perfect because I lived this every day. Like uh, I know yeah. how we were brought up. Mm. I don't know the specifics about you, but very similar, I believe, yeah. anyway, you know, with the disciplining and respect of our parents, because I do the same. Um, my kids, bro, oh, my God, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw my son tonight, man. Yeah. Nothing's touched that boy, man, in his whole life, <laughs> other than some gel and a mm. nice a nice pair of clippers that made his hair look nice, you know? But, you know, they um well brought up, which, yeah, and but it comes down to the parents as well. It's it's a it's a hard it's hard because um, we're trying to find that balance. Here, you know, yeah. like um, we know we know the extreme of uh, discipline. Yeah. Hey. Eh? <laughs> Whereas, uh, like, I try not to. 
uh, show them that you know like um he d- i didn't i didn't need to hit him to teach him that you know like that was wrong you know or or that sort of stuff you know um so i i i, I personally struggle with that a lot mm. just being patient you know yeah that's uh that's probably um sorry we went on a bit of a tangent but yeah. no no <laughs> that's probably a big thing you know nowadays especially with uh, me and um you know nip yep seeing uh, a, 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 a you know this generation i'm going shit i wouldn't have gotten away with that uh, you know back mm. in my day mm. yeah when they say stuff eh? when the, especially the back cat <laughs> like uh, oh sorry <laughs> yeah oh man yeah, nip, Some, nip yeah. always looks at me and go Oh well, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't do shit. Eh? Yeah, that's like, what happened when the smacking law comes in. Oh yeah, man, that was the actual thing. Eh? Like a, yeah. there, there was a law brought into New Zealand where um, you'd be persecuted for smacking your kids. Eh? Mm. Well, you know, uh, Polynesian families were still doing it after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because who the fuck's gonna tell on their parents? Yeah. Eh? Where do you think you're gonna live after you tell on me, bitch? That was their way of showing love, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, well, you know, after a good hiding, they say, "I only love you, son." While I'm doing this, yeah. <laughs> so really, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's a fucked up love, man. Yeah. But it's funny because uh, so I've I've also heard that you know uh, I only did that because I love you. Yeah. So you fucked me up because you love me. What the fuck? You know, like you beat the shit out of me. I'm bleeding because you love me. Yeah. Okay. Oh well. I think it was more of, um, you know. Um, Making sure we don't deviate, you know. Yeah, from the lessons our parents learned. Yeah, uh, and that was their way of showing stay on the true and narrow, and, mm. you know, instead of. Um, I guess that's probably why a lot of kids back then never or tried not to make mistakes. Yeah, or you know, um, live up to your parents' expectations true. because of. Um, the repercussions, the repercussions yeah. of fucking up, you know. Yeah, man. Um, and you know, you know, even now I still, um, uh, what you call it, still need my dad's approval. You know, yeah. just that sense of you know he's happy of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or true, true. And that was from you know um, the upbringing that we got back in the day. Mm. Yeah. So do you still ask yourself like? Um, Fuck, am I good enough? Like, does my dad approve of what I'm yeah. doing? Oh, really? Yeah, even till now. Yeah. Hey. You know, even after like six fucking trophies and titles, like. Yeah, still seeking his, um, you know, he's happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Does he look at you and go, oh, that wasn't good enough? <laughs> Back in the day, he would have, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was actually in athletics uh, when I first started. Sorry, so before Seador, back in your school days, I know you're a yeah. sprinter, eh? Yeah, I, I was running for um, New Zealand at the time, you know, for the Trans-Tasman. Oh, yeah, for... Australia um, versus New Zealand. So pure athletics, eh? So yeah. sprinting. So I was track and field. Um, oh. Yeah, sounds good, good, eh? Yeah, fuck yeah. Bro, you know what's really funny? Go run 100 metres for <laughs> me now. <laughs> oh, I can still do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, actually, power, eh? Yeah, like power I, I still, off the, off I still, I still race all my athletes, you know. Oh. Sorry, also I'll shut the fuck up. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I withdraw that comment. I'm sorry. 
you know, so, um, yeah, I, I did, uh, they put me in track, you know, in athletics. Mm. Our whole family was right into it, you know. Um, represented New Zealand at um, Trans-Tasman, Trans-Tasman, Australia versus New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, 1983, I think. Bro, that's when I was born, man. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, 83 or 85, one of those two years. Yeah. Um, so you did athletics. Right up until I was seventeen. And when did you start kickboxing? Because you, sorry, we're we're run, we're jumping timelines here. Yeah. But we started at Sedor. And we. So I did and kickboxing I know that, before that. Yeah, before Sedor. So and then before that was the track athletics. And athletics yeah. Yeah. So the kickboxing came about yeah. when, um, obviously, when you get to age, you obviously when you get to a certain age, you yeah. look like an adult. Yeah. And that was what twelve for you? <laughs> no, eleven. No. <laughs> um, and so, sorry, a lot of sorry, uh, I don't yeah. mean to cut you off, but a lot of people don't know you're like six foot three. How much do you weigh? Like you're wide, like this guy to walk sideways to get through my door, <laughs> man. Like fucking Jesus. Uh, one hundred and forty-four at the moment. Yep. Yeah, but that's all purpose built for your sport, though. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I compete at one five five. So and there's a there's a I just want to say for, because this is audio only so yeah. people can't see you. I just want to say there's a massive difference between someone who eats uh, ice cream and Doritos all day and is 140 kilos, and someone who lifts um, all day and is 140 kilos. And <laughs> um, that guy is in front of me right now. We're talking the lifting guy right now. Eh? Yeah, there's a big difference. So a lot of a lot of that would be muscle, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I hope so. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty sure it is, Brad. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Pretty sure it is. What were we talking about? Um, so, sorry, we were ca- we were um, jumping around. So we know you did Sador for a little while. We were talking about um, oh, so between Sador yeah. and athletics was kickboxing. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So, so that came about when um, yeah. How, how did you get into that? Well, I started. Uh, I was introduced to the nightclub life. <laughs> When you were 12, eh? <laughs> no, 11. Yeah. Oh, 11. Oh, and, really? And True. so there was a nightclub called the Duke of Wellington. It's one of the, um, the um, well, basically it was the best bar back in the early 2000s. Uh, um, uh, where was it? South Auckland, man, you remember? <laughs> that was Mount Wellington. Oh, yeah, Mount Wellington. way off. Oh, way off. <laughs> you're way off. Uh, hello, Duke of Wellington. <laughs> so they were a guy, man. Sorry, man. Um, so w- did you start um, bouncing then? No, yeah. So I, I, I went to the nightclub yeah. and I actually loved the scene. Yeah. And so I asked, how do I get a job here? Oh, yeah. Anyway. As a doorman? As a doorman, yeah. Fucking hell. How, anyway, old, how old were you then? I was 17. Fucking yeah. Jesus. And so you weren't allowed in. So back then the age was 21 to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I managed to get in because uh, I thought I was old enough to get in. Yeah. Yeah, so even now people think I'm older than Junior, you know, <laughs> my brother. I'm bloody younger than him. <laughs> oh, so you're older brother. Yeah. Junior, yeah. So um, so the head bouncer, yeah. uh, well, one of the guys who um, who I asked yeah. um, said, oh, in order for you to get a job, you need to fight the head bouncer. <laughs> and he's here, you know, he's what? here tomorrow. Yeah. This was Saturday. Yeah. And so anyway, I said, oh, really? He goes, yeah, that's the criteria if you if you want a job. 
So did you have to win or just just fight him? Uh just just have a fight and he'll he'll assess. See how oh, good you are. true. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, that was Saturday night. So I um, woke up the following day and and made my way to the Duke of Wellington. Yeah. To meet up with this fella. Yeah. yeah. And when I got there, they were having a meeting and they saw me rocking up and they said, "Oh, what are you doing here?" I said, "Oh, I come to have a fight with the um, with the head bouncer for a job." He goes, "Sorry, I was only joking." <laughs> yeah. You know the the guy that I spoke to, yeah. Sully. I was only joking. That was just a joke. Oh, true. And he goes, but because you turned up, yeah, and you're ready, and I was, you know, and you were actually ready to have a fight with uh, the head bouncer, he would have fussied you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fussy is uh, more yeah. for giving my hiding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to give you a job. Oh, so that's how you got into the Duke of Wellington. Yeah. Oh, um, fuck. You know, so uh, me rocking up, I was going, oh, shit, you know, I don't know how this is going to go down. Yeah. But I really liked, uh, you know, um, well, that nightlife. Yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah that's the word. That's the oh. word. And the best way to see the, the nightlife and the atmosphere was to be a doorman. Mm. And so that's how I ended up being on the doors at 17 yeah. until I was 21 when the, the legal age. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time you're illegal to do it, you're like, fuck, I'm over this. No, but the pissed off thing was by the time I was legal, they had dropped the age to 18. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, yes. Oh, fucking hell, man. Yeah. Oh, true. And so once I got in, yeah. um, there were already kickboxes there and yeah. that was the criteria of of um, being a doorman, you know, because that was one, not only it was the most popular bar uh, at the time with another bar called Studio X. Yeah. So all the people used to come to the Duke, it yep. closes at three, then all of the Duke of Wellington, or, you know, yeah, all leave here and go to the Duke of Wellington, or to the Studio X, yep. which is in Monaco, yep. which closed at six. Six in the morning. Yeah. Bro, and those two clubs were like, how far apart? So you're talking um, about Mount Wellington to Manukau, eh, which is About what? 15 minutes. Oh, not too bad. Yeah. Eh? So 15 minutes. Yeah, apart. 15 minutes down the road in New Zealand is actually yeah. just down the road. Bro, man. Just, <laughs> just down the just road down, shit here is like... Man, I went down the road to pick you up today, bro. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Yeah. So there's a big difference yeah, with big difference. Uh, what down the road means yeah. in the two countries. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so you started bouncing... You're yeah. 21, and uh, so we're talking about how you got into kickboxing. Yeah, so that so whilst I was working at the Duke of Wellington, yeah. I was I had to kickbox because yeah. that was there were 13 bounces, and yeah. they were all kickboxes. Fuck. So I didn't want to be the weak link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, yeah. obviously jumped in, and um, so what? Um, what what club? So Balmoral is where uh, oh, Ray Sheffield, yeah, Ray Sheffield, Jason Sutton, and all of those guys. Mm. Um, oh, can I just stop you right there? When you say Ray Sheffield, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, man, yeah. we're talking about Ray Sheffield, Ray yeah. Sheffield. Eh? Silly, you know, um, him he and I are whistles. Yeah, no, you just a brother, bro. Can I just say he gave you a shout out from Las Vegas? See, yeah. eh? <laughs> fucking man, he's um. He's running PFL. Yeah. No? So he's the he's the owner. He's got his own fight promotion yeah. now. Which is what does PFL stand for? 
professional phone league. Oh yeah, and he 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 he's the president. He he tra- he coaches and trains out of um, Couture, like it's, Rand, it's, Randy Couture's gym. Yeah, Randy Couture, the a, MMA fighter. It's a pretty awesome setup. Oh, bro, yeah. fucking like elite fighters go to them. Yeah, I think um, Vitor Belfort uh, went to went to um, went to Ray to get training, like to yeah. get him to teach him like tricks and kickboxing tricks and shit like that. Fucking hell, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So we when I saw him give you the shout, I was like, Shit. yeah. So yeah. it was funny. So back then, you know, yeah. I was fanboying these fellas. Yeah, but they were working the doors um, during my Sifu's days down Queen Street. Mm-hmm. Ray Sifu and all of them were on the doors when my um, Sifu was working the doors. Oh, the, the Sado Sifu. Sado, oh, yeah. Sado. Um, so yeah, so. My um, so one of the boys I was close to at um, at the Duke of Wellington, yeah, yeah, we started training together and we trained with Jason Moore and Edda at his house, yeah, back in the day, which he was just down the road. Jason Moore, Jason Moore, yeah, the actor, no, 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 Vamore. oh, Vamore. Yeah. sorry, man, sorry, man, yeah, he's a kickboxer. Oh yeah, yeah. Just before my time. Doug Viney, Jason Moore, Ray Seffel, oh, Jason Sati, yeah. all those fellas. That's yeah. that era. Yeah. So they were already make the. They were. They were coming into K one yeah. then, eh? Yeah. The K one uh, Grand Prix for kickboxing. So that's Lolo's gym. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I went back to uh, Balmoral to you know to see the gym, but yeah, it's not there anymore. Oh, what, bulldozed or. I think it's just taken over by someone else. Oh, you know? Yeah. Oh, you know, just a di- different um, company in there. Oh, another. Yeah. It's so, not a. Oh, so, but it's just not Liga anymore. No. Very, but you know, for for years, eh, uh, Liga was the name. Like people would say, yeah. "What do you train, Liga?" Oh, oh, fuck, you know. And I guess that's um, if you say uh, CKB. City kickboxing. If yeah. you say, "What do you train?" City CKB. Like that's the. Yeah. This is the new league. I, kind I, of he, thing, I right? hear they're moving the operation to America, or is that? Oh, I don't know, bro. I've heard. Yeah. Um, did I think people are trying to get Eugene over Berryman? Yeah, um, I think if they move, mm. it'll. I don't think it'll be the same. No, nah, it won't. Sorry. We're talking MMA now, eh? <laughs> no, but it's cool. It's yeah. cool. Like, just letting people know. Yeah. That, um, oh, no, no. Me personally, I think if they move, yep. they... they um, If City Kickboxing move... Yeah. City Kickboxing is where, like, Dan Hooker and um, Israel yeah. Adesanya come from, eh? The, so that's the, um, you know, the whole operation. I thought they were moving. I, I must have heard wrong. Yeah. If they moved the whole operation to America, mm. um, where the fan base and everything is bigger... Mm. I don't think it'll be the same. Because uh, like as in as in quality of uh athlete from from CKB yeah, or because all the homegrown athletes that are coming through mm. are already hardened people from yep. the upbringing here, yep. you know, and the culture and everything that you know yep. that's come with South Auckland. Yeah. Yeah. This something about coming from South Auckland, eh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that that you can't replicate. No, it's like um, you know, string put um, moving here. Yeah, 
Yeah, I want to move to brand here. Hey but man, we we're, we're jumping. We need to bring yeah. that up a bit later. Eh? Okay, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's it's like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in regards to the kickboxing, that's yeah. how I got into kickboxing oh, for those just, four years. Yeah, just from being on the doors and it you, being a you needed to because, um, funny enough, Mark Hunt. That's where he he learned how to fight. Yeah, because he was fighting every weekend. Oh, bro, I've heard the stories. <laughs> eh? So I knew Mark Hunt through. You guys are roughly the same age, eh? Yeah. So he, but him and Ray Sifo had um, moved to K one over in Japan yeah. and stuff when all of that was hitting off. And what an era, man! Yeah, what an era. And so um, you know, so watching him, you know, grow through the sport. Yeah. You know, he was always a fighter. You know, his book is what it is. Yeah. You know, that came out. You know, years later. Yeah, born to fight. Eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But before knowing all that, you know, we knew as as Dormans growing yeah. up around that era that fuck this fellow was destined to fight because mm. that's all he did, and that's all he knew. Eh? That's all he knew, and 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 the, and the funny thing was, he was fucking good at it. Mm. You know, even then, fuck. you know, him, him he came off his league boys because mm. um, he was a league player. Eh? Yeah. And so, you know, um, he used to come through the door. St- I didn't know him uh, as well as the other boys, you know, mm. um, knew him. But, um, yeah, he used to, you know, he used to brawl pretty good. And we used to go out and stop him. So, sorry, uh, ah. Now the nightclub stopped because of you. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, there's seven cop cars here because of you, man. Yeah. Okay, now. And the funny thing was the um, the Black Power Band was just down the road from the Duke of Wellington. Mm. So the public bar, there were two bar, um, bars here, the lounge bar and the public bar. Yeah. And so the Black Powers used to, uh, were allowed to drink inside the public bar with their patches on. Yeah. They must have had an agreement, but there was obviously no uh, other patches that were allowed there. Oh. Yeah. But if they came into the lounge, <coughs> yeah. they had to take off their patches and yeah. steel cap boots and Buckled belts, you yeah. know, the stud belts that yeah. you used to wear back in the day. Oh, Those belts that you put as a collar on your dog, yeah. used to look like menacing kind of thing. That's eh? the one. <laughs> yeah, so they had to remove all that. Um, but they never came into the lounge bar. It was, it was too flash for them anyway. Mm. But, um, yeah. So you uh, got into Liga kickboxing with these guys, eh? Fuck. Uh, well, I trained with um, the guys that were training there. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Um, I couldn't afford to, to, to you know... Mm. Going to Central, yeah, because yeah. um, that's where the uh, the Liga gym was yeah, based. Balmoral, eh? Yeah, Balmoral, yeah, out Central kind of thing. Um, I was training with them at Jason Ramore's house because mm. he he was taking classes at his house, so it was easier for me to come to Mount Wellington than go out there. Yeah, um, so we were training there and training at uh, at the at the um, at the nightclub because they had a basement. Yeah, where the boys got ready, get their haircuts because we had a barber, you know. Damn, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we used to get our haircuts down there, have a shower, and dinner was provided for the boys. So, you know, we used to have a routine, yeah, and get ourselves into um, the right frame of mind for work, have our debrief, and then yeah, oh, get ready for the night ahead. eh? Yeah, so there were three floors in the nightclub. Yeah, it was a pretty big. It was how, a pretty big nightclub. How many of you guys were on at one time? Thirteen. Thirteen at yeah. once, man. Yeah. So on a I Friday, 
Man, can I just ask a question, man? Did any unlucky motherfucker get all 13 of you guys the wrath of 13 kickboxers on their face, man? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, eh? Yeah. Did anyone... Uh, was the Black Pals, the prospectors. Oh, eh? Yeah. But, but they had to do that to prove that they were part of the Black Power, eh? No, not prove it there, because yeah. um, the, there was a liquor store as part of the Duke of Wellington. Oh, yeah. Yep. Where they get discount... Oh, liquor. Um, yeah. Liquor. Yeah. And so there was an agreement. You yeah. keep your shit away from... The, the nightclub. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously these Muppets decided to cause some trouble and then the Prezi yeah. got whiff of it, came down and beat them up in front of us. Oh, and said, sorry, won't happen again. <laughs> and, you know, so that was sorted, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, otherwise it was just Two fellas fighting over Sheila brawls <laughs> <laughs> But the good thing about the uh, Bouncers back in the day mm. um, I don't know if that code happens now Yeah Was when another um, Outfit came to Your nightclub Yeah Are you talking about a bouncer from another club? Yeah you know, a group of bouncers from another club. Oh, if they yeah, gotcha. if, their night, if it was their night off and we heard they were coming over, yep. we would give them the VIP treatment. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, mm. uh, we, we used to look after each other yep. like that. So we'd give them a bar tab and then reserve a table for them and then said, yeah, enjoy the night. Mm. And vice versa, if they knew we were coming to the city, yep. they'll do the same. And if we were finishing from the Duke of Wellington and then we were going to the Studio X yeah. and yet there's obviously 300 people from the club yeah. waiting outside to get in, mm. you know, they used to let the bouncers in first, you know, and then they call us up and they say, no, you deserve it. You go ahead, guys. Can you, man, you know, when you're telling me these stories, I'm like, fuck, this is a fucking movie, bro. <laughs> Can you imagine if the, the mafia got a hold of you guys as security, man? Fucking hell. The staffies were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for the nightlife and the staffies, free alcohol. Yeah. Free alcohol, yeah. After. So you can drink anything you want after, yeah. you know. But you had a certain period, half an hour. Yeah. Before he kicks the owner kicks you out. Because <laughs> he's had enough. Oh, true. But you, you didn't want to stay there too long because mm. everyone wanted to go to Studio X. Yeah. So half an hour is more than enough, you know, to yeah, um, true. have a few drinks. And um, we had a sober driver, so yeah, just putting it out there. <laughs> Silly, but we're talking about the days where it didn't Anything, matter. It didn't matter. Kids, kids would jump yeah. in the back of the car, no seatbelt, hey, that kind of shit. No one will care. Yeah, but we did because we needed to get home, you know, after yeah. the after the nightclub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had designated drivers because uh, everyone lived everywhere back then. Mm. Uh, and and finishing at six, the one thing you wanted to do was just get home. Yeah, or just go to bed. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So that one person had to be onto it yeah. to drop us all off. Fuck, ah, awesome man. Also. I just, what I'm trying to do is like get as much as your yeah. of your background, you know, and build into how you got into the strongman game. So we t- we've talked about you getting, so you did a th- you started track and field athletics, and yeah. you got into uh, kickboxing through bouncing as a, as, yep. at seventeen. Fuck, yeah. hell, man, I looked like an adult back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you got into Surador. Um, yeah, yeah, so I was working that. at MIT. 
my boss here was um, yeah, he was the man. Yeah, mm. and then um, so from Surador, how did you? Get, what happened after that? What did you get into? Uh, so I did powerlifting. So you did power and bo- a bit of bodybuilding as well, eh? Well, oh, no, I know shit. I I couldn't handle the diet. No, but uh, yeah, I know you didn't yeah. physically I do it. Like but a bodybuilder, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you do that all year yeah. round, man? No, but you no, like, I just um, had the abs, just to do anything else. Yeah, you didn't even try, and you just shredded all year, eh? all year round. No, but I know that because um, that's uh, uh, that that's coming on the time when I met you. Like I knew that you had you had trained with uh, bodybuilders, and you had yeah. like they'd come to you because you and another colleague of ours um, were doing powerlifting together. Eh? Yeah, um, and when you're a bodybuilder, that came and trained with you guys. Yeah. And you guys got him in the best shape he had ever fucking been in there. Yeah. You know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. No names, man. <laughs> we'll keep it at that. But yeah, he ended up winning that comp too. Yeah, like Novice and the Opens. So, yeah, like, can we just, um, how did you get into that? From from Cerador to, to the powerlifting and bodybuilding side of things. Um, So Cerador, I was doing while I was at MIT and I did powerlifting because I was yeah. at MIT for 17 years. Yeah. You can do a lot when you're in one space for 17 <laughs> years. Well, bro, well, you got to keep yourself busy, man. Yeah. You're not doing other things, eh? I found that I get bored fast. Yeah. Hence why I was jumping from sport to sport. Yeah. Um, rugby I was pretty good at. Yeah. But that wasn't me. You know, mm. I was more... Um, I used to get pissed off with people that didn't perform. Yeah. So, um, but my, my uh, family... Um, Thought that I would uh, be a, you know, either play for the Manu or the All Blacks. Yeah, so Manu Samoa, represent yeah, Ma- our country, or the All Blacks. Or yeah, so yeah. They, they knew that I was destined to, to be a, a good rugby player. The funny thing is, I didn't play rugby at school. Mm. Um, so club? Oh, yeah, it was in club that oh. um, that I went to 21's training. Yeah. My so cousin invited me to 21's training. Sorry, it was like... Um, Got to explain to people who's listening. Like, so back then, 21s was under 21? Yeah, under So you 21s. were under 21s, and that was a, um, a category of TME. Yeah, yeah. And, people and, that could play rugby. Yeah, so yeah. you had to be under 21 to be in this team of... Yeah. They used to call it... So you, you call it 21s. Yeah. Because um, my older brothers played uh, under 21s, so they called it U21s. Oh, yeah, it then. is under 21s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same thing, eh? Same yeah, thing. same thing. I just, yeah, not good with the alphabet. <laughs> It's just cool. good old numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but under twenty ones is, uh, yeah. is so, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you had to be under twenty one to play for this rugby club, eh? yeah. and um, it's a big um, under twenty ones is a massive uh, comp. Uh, yeah, massive comp back in NZ. Yeah. Eh? yeah, and I think a lot of um the cult, mm. a lot of um the development players yeah. for the All Blacks and come uh, from those. come from the come from that competition. Eh? Yeah, is under twenty one still around now? Or? Um. Well, that's the thing. When I changed to strongman, yeah, yeah, I gave everything up. But in regards to how I got, um, um, well, the rugby that we're talking about, yeah, let's yeah. we'll stay there. We'll, we'll yeah. get to yeah, we'll, we'll transition to strongman. Um, so yeah, I got invited to a rugby training. My cousin wanted me to play for his team because they were short. Who for? Uh, Pep. Oh, yeah. Papatoi Papatoi Rugby Club. Oh, nice. Yeah, under twenty ones for Papatoi. Yeah. yeah, nice. And so at the time when I went to the try, I said, oh yeah, shit, I'll go for a run. Yeah. Um, I was playing flanker. Yeah. Open side flanker. Open side yeah. flanker, so seven? 
Yeah. Yeah. And so remember. Um, Sorry. So for the people that don't know, um, if you think about the rugby scrum. Yeah. Um, Afa was on the number seven. Richie right. McCaw. Yeah, yeah. Rich was basically Richie McCaw. Open Google side it. flanker. Open side flanker. So yeah. Basically built to tackle people, really, that's all your position, yeah. is he? And so um, so I went to the training, Yeah, but I didn't know at the time that um, um, the head coach for the Prems yep. was so taking the, the training that night. So so you're talking about the under-21 Premier coach? Yeah, so the Premier team for Papatoi, which yep. is the, the A-grade. Yeah. Um, because the twenty ones coach wasn't, um, he couldn't make it that night. Yeah. Um, so the, the prem's coach came took, in. Came in, took that before their training. Yeah. So this is your like this 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 coach could basically name you for a fucking development deal or something yeah. like that. Eh? Like a big a big thing towards the All Blacks, basically. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I went to training. But bear in mind, um, I just finished uh, athletics. Yeah, you know, I was in that uh, coming out of that athletics um, um, speed and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I was, so you had all those um, attributes that you carried over, right? So yeah, the and I was and I was fit from the kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, bro! You were basically running through brick walls, eh? Well, I was. I was hoping. <laughs> um, but I decided, uh, uh, yeah, I'll give uh, rugby grade a go. Yeah. Yeah. But funny enough, whilst I was growing up, all my mates mm. uh, were either in the All Blacks, you know, yeah. played Auckland's, and yeah, they're all in the Auckland grades, and I I wasn't interested. We played together at school, you know, yeah. for the second 15, <coughs> we won that comp. Um, oh, sorry, what school did you go to? St. Peter's. St. Peter's. Yeah. St. Peter's College in Saint Newmarket. Peter. Oh yeah. yeah, pretty proud of that, eh? Man? Pretty proud. <laughs> a lot of all blacks come from that school. Nah, hundred percent. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Um, I, I, I don't, don't know about uh, I agree brainy boxes or anything else, but a lot of rugby players <laughs> from that school. I think um they just they just breed fucking yeah. rugby players, yeah. Eh? So I was already uh, around guys that were already, um, you know, destined to to. Yeah. To take that path of to take uh, that path. rugby, yeah. And my family, uh, when I played, um, you know, club rugby, yeah. saw that. And But again, I wasn't really interested in the, you know, the game, even though I was good at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the funny thing was with 21s, I went to that one training. Yeah. And they had the fastest wingers at this training. Because yeah. the prems, some of them come and warm up before they do their training, mm -hmm. and um, I was playing flanker, and I was beating, I was beating everyone at speed. At speed, oh, fuck. yeah. Uh, my fitness was on point. Yeah, yeah. But that was the crossover from these two sports that I was, you know, that you're conditioned to doing. That I was conditioned yeah. to doing, but it was more the speed for my size. Mm. But playing flanker, yeah. yeah. And so I used to get penalised a lot yeah. for either smashing the first five or the second. <laughs> but little did they know, you know, being uh, an athletics, you'll take off. Yeah. You know, the first 20 metres is the most important. Mm. By the time the halfback had passed to the first five, I'd already smashed the second five. Or, you know, something, And if I was on point, I'd get the first five when the ball gets to him. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that was because of my athletic speed that I was yep. able to, you know, they uh-huh. always used to penalise me. So you were always like um, explosive, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they ended up throwing me in the backs because of that issue. Oh, know? true. Um, so I ended up being in the centres. And then for the um, and for the 21s, they took me up straight to A grade yeah. from that one session. Fuck. Yeah. And I goes, who the hell is this fella? Anyway, my cousin goes, you know, you know, go, bloody hell, you come to 21 training. I'm trying to get to this team and one training, you're already up there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, I um, I wasn't. I mean, funny enough, in the work environment, I'm good in team environment. You know, good at in teams. Mm. But in a sporting environment, you know, it's like I was getting pissed off at players for oh, either drop for, nuts or yeah, for not um, carrying their weight. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get you. And so <coughs> I ended up deciding that individual sports was probably better for me. Yeah. So there's no blame but me. Yep. Yeah, I used to tune up fellas for, you know. Oh, true. And they probably didn't see that. Nowadays that'll probably be called abuse. <laughs> <laughs> abuse or bullying. Yeah, or, bullying. Um, but when back you, then, you were just like pulling him up on his bullshit, eh? Like, yeah. yeah I, get you. I, used to, I used to do that quite a bit. So um, even right in front of people, you know, get angry and say, yeah. man, you dropped your nuts. <laughs> You know, yeah. Sorry, um, to people that don't know, like, uh, being a drop nuts was a big thing back in our day. Eh? Yeah, like back in the early, uh, sorry, <laughs> mid to mid to late nineties. Eh? Yep, was a uh, drop nuts. Yeah, that was a big saying going around. Like, um, it's basically you being scared. Eh? Yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, you chickening out. Yeah, chickening out or something like, uh, if someone called you for a fight, you had yeah. to fight him in. If you didn't, you'd be like, oh, drop nuts. This yeah. guy's dropped his nuts. Oh, he's <laughs> been a bit of a pussy. But that was mates calling each other drop nuts. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it was a normal thing, but they knew that you dropped your nuts. Yeah. 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 But anyway, let's go have a feed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're scared. Oh, who cares? Let's go some fish and chips, man. It's all good. It's not like you dished your friend when you dropped nuts. You yeah. know, you're still mates, but he was drop nuts. Yeah. yeah. But that was, uh, you know, that was being real back then, yep. you know, back in the 90s. Mm. Yeah, so that's... Um, so from rugby, how did you get into the bodybuilding and powerlifting from there? Um, so when I started MIT, I decided to give up rugby. Yeah, how, how, so, how old were you then? Uh, I was 21. Oh, right, so yeah, still quite so really I started young MIT age. security. Yeah. Um, and so then my parents, um, my mum fell sick. Yeah, she's been sick ever since, you know. Ever, ever since back then. Yeah, she had. Um, she's been through what? A liver transplant, kidney transplant, brain tumor. Yeah. Fuck. She's a machine now, you know. She built a. <laughs> Bro. But she's a walking pharmacist as well, you know. Oh, uh, any, true. Any any um, if I need painkillers, I call mum up and I oh, take her doctors. Yeah. Hey, um, can I ask you for some uh, some stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Mum, you got any spare painkillers? <laughs> so back then, yep. um, they yep. started playing rugby players. They started paying rugby players $50 a game. Oh, yeah. So Was this for the under 21s? Uh, no, this is for A grade. Oh, for A grade. Yeah, 20 so bucks a game, bro. $50. Oh, 50, sorry. 50. Back, back then, it was a lot, eh, man? Bro, it's a lot of money. Because back then, um, a loaf of bread was like 70 cents or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Dollar. Yeah, dollars, huh? Hey, so 50 bucks is a lot, eh? 
And so um, my dad... Oops, can I just get you to pull the mic? Oh, sorry. That's all right, yeah. Um, so my mum fell ill, so she finished work. Yeah. And my dad um, had been made redundant. Oh, yeah. And so... Are you allowed to say where he was working? So he was at working at Hallaby. Hallaby? Yeah, that was a BM... Um, meat, meat, meatworks. Meatworks, yeah. yeah. Back in uh, Auckland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he went from there to a tourism job. Oh, yeah. Here, when he finished there. So he got married done from that job. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Kirkbride going to the airport? Yeah. They had this one little information centre in the middle... Of the street? Yeah, uh, of that main road. Oh, it's just so one building. Sorry, so the um, so people that listen, uh, Kirkbride is a street, eh? Yeah, heading yeah. to the airport. Heading yeah. to the airport in uh, Auckland. the main strip, yeah. And he yeah. was working at that centre... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but he got made redundant because they developed that whole section. Yeah, yeah. So he ended up um, getting made redundant from that job, and that was the time where I was deciding whether to play rugby. Yeah, or take the job at MIT Security. Yeah, you know. So it was eight hundred and thirty odd dollars back then fortnight. Yeah. Bro, that's a lot. Of, oh man, yeah, there's a lot of money back then, eh? As to opposed to um, $50 a week, you know, yeah, which true. would could pay the bills. Yeah. So I chose the working life. Yeah. Yeah. And then I decided at that very point, if I'm going to choose this, I'm going to drop the rugby. Mm. And I never played rugby ever again. Never threw a ball, kicked a ball, went to a rugby game. Yeah. Since 97 until I met um, my first client. Yeah. Who now plays for the Jura team, you know. Oh. So we worked together um, yep. many years later, um, and then I was telling him about this um, uh, training program that I've, you know, yeah, adapted for for rugby yeah. players. Yeah. So from that point, I had to learn the game again. Mm. Yeah, and it was the first time I went to a rugby game was his game oh. to understand what I needed to um, needed to know to, to know yeah. to to help him. But I knew uh, strength training. Is needed in every sport nowadays. Mm. Yeah, um, you know. So, so that's how the rugby came about and yeah. left. Oh, um, and so then, left. You started working for MIT. Yeah, um, and then I joined the, the local gym. Yeah, the Otara. Uh, the, it's called Tipuke. Oh yeah. yeah. So was this just the um, the swimming pool gym, Otara? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh man, you know what's funny, man? Everyone's been there. Eh? Yeah. Everyone that I've spoken to that's been on this, but like everyone, even I was a member there. Yeah. My, my wife used to work there. Also, only gym around. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like kind of like a community gym, eh? Mm. Like, because uh, I'm trying to explain it as to so that these guys would understand what yeah. kind of like gym. So it's basically like a community gym. It had um. Well, I don't know what it was like when you were there, but when I when I first joined, um, they had like uh, isolation machines, like yeah. basic shit. Eh? Oh, they had all the base. They had all the leftovers from all the other gyms from all the, the flasher areas. <laughs> <laughs> they had all the leftover stuff from like uh, Les Mills gyms yeah. and shit like that. Eh? Oh, sorry, they had all the used equipment yeah, that the they used. got rid of. Yeah, yeah, because they replaced all new stuff. Yeah, and they got the uh, yeah the hand me downs. Yeah, the, all the yeah. hand me down equipment. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So you you were working for MIT and you just you just decided oh fuck I'll just join up with this gym oh only because they were giving discount membership for MIT staff members oh yeah yeah so oh shit I'll join that gym yeah and then um 
I uh, and one of the, um, the gym instructors was a uh, powerlifting champion, uh, Lance Stewart. Oh, I was about to say, are we talking about Lance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 97, and for a couple of years, he was yeah. trying to get me into powerlifting. I said, yeah. nah, nah, it's not, you know. Just a bit, sorry, it was just to catch you on that note of Lance. Um, man, I know that guy, probably not as well as you know him, but I know him well um, because obviously my wife used to work with him. Yeah. Lance Stewart, man, he does he still hold the record for back squat? Uh, back then he did. I think uh, that was beaten by Ruben Samanu. Yeah. Um, but when he he was the first one to lift that weight and then everyone after him yeah. um, just had to beat him, basically. Yeah. So he was called Dr. Squat back, yeah. back in the day only because the humongous thighs oh, that he had. Jesus, man. Yeah. Like his thigh. Like you're, you're six foot three. Like to me, yeah. I think you're six foot three. And you're about six foot three wide as well, <laughs> eh? His thigh was the same size yeah. as your torso, eh? <laughs> yeah, Fuck. That, like no, that's legit, eh? Yeah. He was massive, but he wasn't even tall. No, he was short. So he was he, what um, five, five ten, five eleven. Yeah, five five with his hands up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lance. Sorry, Lance. Had to throw that out. <laughs> nah, but he'll 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 hear that it's you telling him, and he'll just laugh, man. Yeah. Fuck, I love that guy, eh, man. Yeah. Um, so he's um, he's the very first person that um, got me into the strength world. Oh, so Lance got you in? Yeah. Also, I got a just a quick story about Lance and um, about how much. So he would always he would uh, fuck oh. dogs next door, man. Oh, um, but he would always squat really heavy um, in his warm up sets to the yeah. to building up. And I think that in a training session he blew a a, a blood vessel in his eye. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about? That? Yeah. He squatted so heavy. That he blew blood vessels in his eye, and he had to stop training for like maybe six months or something. Eh? Yeah, he's the first person I know back in those days. Yeah, to squat that heavy. Um, not only squat that heavy, but walk out four hundred. So oh. he literally loaded four hundred on the on the rack and walked yeah, it out, and just walked it off the racks just to have a feel. Yeah, but his uh, squat was three eighty five, three ninety. Yeah, yeah, three ninety five was the most he ever did. Um, you know, um, I, I was a kid when he was um. Working with my wife, uh, we were both like maybe nineteen, I think. Mm. So I just finished school, and I remember um, going to pick her up from work once at the Otara gym. Yeah, and he, I think he was squatting. Uh, no, I know he was squatting, but I think it was around like uh, he had maybe three hundred twenty, mm. and he just walk, picks it off the racks. You know, yawns a bit. He's like, ah, okay, does five reps, puts it back, yeah. chucks on another forty, walks it like same thing, like just yeah. casually. Fucking hell, man! Yeah, no, he was a beast back in the day. Mm. Um, he's still around now. He's, I think, uh, the president of the Auckland Powerlifting Association right oh. now. So he's still in the still, still in, in the, the scene. scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what twenty three years in the scene. Just, but built. he he was uh, obviously training well before that because when I met him and uh, when I started, it was two thousand. Yeah, when I started my powerlifting career, mm. and so that was at MIT. Yeah. And then um, So Lance got you into powerlifting eh? Yeah mm. Did you start training with him straight away? Or? Yep <sighs> Yep Started training I was already training um, Before that But he then fine tuned my training yep. in, Into um, It's competition So I did novice uh, Won that um, 
and did Auckland's won that, yeah. And then I was training up for another combo, I got injured, so um, I, I kept on training. Then 2004, so from 2000 to 2004, mm. I was doing all, all that training and comps with them. Yeah. Then I took over MIT. Yeah, I ended up being the manager of MIT. Yeah. So, and that's when I met you. Maybe three, four years after that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so management, I, I ended up. That's when I got into management. Yeah. From two thousand and four until I came to, to this country. Yeah. So I've been in management my whole, you know. Yeah, your whole adult of, life. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, your career was like uh, management, right? Yeah, and on the side of that, in your spare time, you're kind of like um, you're always lifting, yeah, competing and stuff, eh? Mm. So grinding wasn't an issue because mm. you know I had to do that in in the sports that I was doing. So so uh, now I know why you're why you um the way you are like uh now I know why you're um so uh you can switch off when you need to, and yeah. you can switch on when you know like mentally you're you're pretty you're pretty fucking like um. Strong, like you know, you can. Um, oh, I have my moments, you know, but okay, that's uh, but every, every yeah. everyone does, eh? But I think, um, resilient is the word, mm. I'm uh, mentally resilient is the other words I'm looking for. But, um, you have always like have always been that, uh, that kind of uh, mentally resilient person, like you know, something would happen, you'd be like, it's all right, it's mm. okay, it's all good. To be quite honest, I think, um, but. Uh, yeah, like sorry, um, I think that that's that might be something to do with the third all days, eh? Yeah. Oh, I think I think it was um, everyone used to call me a, a crazy fellow back in the day, yeah, yeah a nutter. But um, I think everything came together when I met my wife. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think she was. Um, a she basically, there was a whole new world that I actually never experienced yeah. until I met Nip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even even right down to leaving Auckland, going over the Bombay Hills. Mm. Yeah, never did that until I met Nip. Yeah. Had no reason to go over the hill. <laughs> you know, there's a whole bloody country to explore over that hill. <laughs> Bro, you know there's another country outside of uh, that East Tamaki Hill that you've never <laughs> been over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there was a lot of stuff um, mm-hmm. that I, yeah. But I think my management will, because she was already um, in education with us. Yeah, and she had always been like in a, she was a coach of sorts, like for her role, right? Yeah. She would be like a management sort of yeah. coaching the, you know, yeah. what do you call it? The, the entry level guys mm. trying to get into that field, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I think if it wasn't for you I, I probably wouldn't have Lasted very long in management Yeah With the um, I was pretty Yeah She reckons I have Asperger's <laughs> so what, what? Asperger's You know uh, Whatever Whatever the fuck that means As No in, in regards to No filters um, You know That type of person mm. That just you know whatever mm. he's thinking, he says it. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's that type. Of, I think it's the right uh, word I've used. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I've used no. 
just sounded. I wanted to sound a little bit clever, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty straight shooter, and you know, yeah. But she, yeah, she told me that there's a um, a more subtle way of dealing with things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, like uh, I think she controlled my um, my temper. My yeah, yeah all, all, all of those things that I would have just nutted out. Yeah. She's but, been that um, that person, but yeah, yeah that you person. must be seeing something else. No, no, <laughs> uh, but but also only because um, what we've talked about yeah. so far in the last like what, hour and a half, we've been talking. All right, um, I can see, I can see now from your experience, like uh, you know how you the the sort of regiment you were sort mm. of used to, right? Like um, especially with the sort of stuff mentality, right? Like um, speak, yeah, no, I used to come out. You know, she used to see me all black and blue, and yeah, but you know that that sort of thing. Um, w- w- once you sort of go down that, once you go dark kind of thing, yeah. like once you go to that place, you don't know any better. Like you know yeah. that that's the some something I've learned. Something that someone told me, a good friend of mine told me that um, you know the the worst thing that's ever happened to you is only the worst thing that's ever happened to you, right? Mm-hmm. And it different, it's different for everyone. You know, like yeah. the worst thing that's happened to you, probably like I would never see in my whole life, you yeah. know. And it's different for everyone. That's what I mean, and that's what that guy meant when he yeah. told me the worst thing that's ever happened to you. That's only the worst thing that's ever happened to you, you know. Yeah. And like once you go that's to that, pretty deep. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> it is you know, and um, uh, um, and I think maybe that's where you were, you know. Yeah. Like you know, and that's why you're unfiltered. You don't know any other way. Do you know oh what no, I mean? she she put filters on me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you better fuck. I'll fucking kill yeah. you, man. You know, fuck. I'll fuck you up, mate. <laughs> uh, I hundred percent believe that. I'm yeah. very scared of your wife, bro. Let me just, uh, I'll say that now. Yep. Yeah, and no, I think she's uh, brought balance to you yep. know my life since. Um, so the reason why I ended up at St. Peter's or at Catholic schools, I'm yeah. not even Catholic. <laughs> yeah. So can you like pull, pull oh, the pull, sorry? No, yeah. pull the mic to you. Yeah. Um, my parents, because we lived in Otara. Yeah. It was a bit of a bit of a trek. Obviously, Otara breeds criminals. That's just a fact of life. Fact yeah. of life. Yeah. And growing up around um, gangs and you know most of the prezies I knew. Uh, that yeah. was just, you know, childhood friends growing up. Not that you knew that they were going to end up in that life, but, you know, they did. Um, a lot of my friends, yeah, my parents must have seen something that they ended up uh, sending us away to other schools yeah. to be, you know, further away from my childhood um, friends. Yeah. And... Um, or to be further away from the yeah from getting into that life because yeah. it was pretty easy to get into that life yeah. back especially in, around your era yeah yeah um, gang life was pretty big in you know South Auckland South yeah. Auckland yeah. and so um, well both of us like you know um, yeah I lived around the corner well before I moved here bro I was like a five minute walk from your parents house <laughs> see. Eh? Yeah. And that was a five minute walk from the fucking um, the main pad for yeah. uh, who, who were they? What were they called? Tribies. The, the tri- tribesmen, yeah. eh? The tribesmen. They were the biggest man. They were a massive gang, eh? Mm. Back in um, South Auckland. But they, you know, like people people look at gangs and they think um, these guys are pedal meth. Yes, they do. They peddle all the drugs, right? Yeah. And they ruin communities. Yes, they do that. But 
um, where we were, where uh, we lived and your parents lived, they, mm. they looked after the community, the tribesmen. But, you know, the funny thing is, and this is just me, um, yep. unfiltered now. Yeah, uh, that's fine, man. That's all good. <laughs> you know, they talk, they, a lot of people talk about gangs yeah. and what they do. Mm. You know, there's one side that's good. Yep. You know, all the, you know, when you've got family members in there, they're actually really good people, you yeah. know. Then they have their gang life where, yeah, that's just the underworld. And I said to these guys that I knew, that's yeah. your life? Yeah. yeah. But we're good outside of that life, you know. Mm, mm. Coffee, have feeds and whatnot. Yeah. Never talked about it. But what I'm um, going to lead on to from that point is they talk about the, the gang selling drugs and whatnot to our yeah. kids. Yeah. Yes, you know, that's um, part of what they do. Mm. Um or supposedly, probably yeah. what they do, um, and yet when you look at um, the wealthy yeah. and celebrities, yeah. they all do that shit too. Yeah, and wh- wh- where do they get that shit from? Exactly, eh? you know. So, bro, and and it's funny, eh? you see yeah. this Mercedes Benz. Driving yeah. around Otara. <laughs> oh, that yeah. guy's living a good life. <laughs> that must that must be Matthew Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> it's some actor or some shit like that. He coming to the yeah. coming to the hood where we're from, you know? Yeah. But but even um, you know, y- you know, when you look at the state houses as pretty big in, in Otara in South yeah. Auckland. So state house here would be like a, a government funded pl- yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. And normally it's, um, you know, the underprivileged that, yeah, you know. They get put in there, yeah. They get put in there or um, uh, those who, you know, need government support. Hmm. But then when you see a, a really flashed car in front of that, yeah. then you know, oh, yeah, that that that's yeah. where they are, yep. you know. Or the, you know, shoes yes. over the power line. <laughs> the Chuck Taylors over the, the Chuck power Taylors line. Yeah, that's a waste of bloody Chucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Chuck guy, so, oh, damn it. Oh, man, I haven't had, you know Chuck Taylors are cheap here, man? Is it? Bro, jump online, look at, uh, what are they, Converse, Converse. Yeah. Jump on Converse, they got a store in um, a place called Water. Man, oh, oh nice. So I'll hook you up after this, man, after this. Oh. We'll, t- we'll talk some shit, man, we'll talk some shit. They should sponsor me because I, I wear their stuff all the time. I know. <laughs> Bro, you are like, you, you and our colleague that used to work for us at MIT. Yeah. You guys are the first guys that um, I used to watch thinking, fuck, how the fuck did these guys squat and chucks, man? Yeah. But then I realized, like, you, you guys never told me, but I realized, like, they're like lifters. They're perfectly yeah. flat, you know? And, um, Without the the uh, elevation on the heel, you know they don't yeah. have the wedge in the heel to lift you. Perfectly flat, best for us Polynesians because mm. we're all flat footed. Eh? Well, I don't know about flat footed. Are you flat footed? Uh, I'm flat footed. <laughs> I got a heel, mate. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh sorry. Uh, what you call it? The arch or arch? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got arch. Oh, bro, I'm flat footed, man. Yeah. But but those are the best shoes for us to train. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I digress. You were talking about um. Talking about drug dealers, yeah, no, yeah. so you know, so you know, they 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 talk a big thing about gang selling, um, supposedly all the stuff, mm. but the rich, the famous, you know, the celebrities, yeah. your your even the normal regular people, they smoke the shit that they sell, yeah, yeah, they're the ones on fucking TV One News saying, Oh, yeah, oh, they all, sell you know, these. but all these big organizations, you know. Supposedly have parties. Mm. Where they get their shit from? 
Exactly, bro. Yeah. They come to Otara room. <laughs> they drive past my place, your yeah. parents' house. You know, they go to that fucking... You know, so in their private lives, you know, there's someone smoking that shit that yep. they're saying that's killing our kids, and yet mm. they're smoking it. Yeah, and, and out in the public, they're yeah. like, oh, oh, this is so terrible for the community. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, you got... Yeah. I get you, know, you, man. I get you. So, yeah, so that's, that's just my take on... Yeah, so what if I know gang members, you mm. know, so so what if they do what oh. they're doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, if if everyone else is smoking that shit, where are they getting it from? Mm. You know? Okay. Yeah. So someone has to sell it. Yeah. 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 If they're not gonna sell it, well someone else is gonna sell it. Yeah. You know? But you know, like um gangs get a like the tribes, right? Mm. Tribesmen, they they got a bad rap, eh? Like people would man, fucking say they do this, they do that, but they they actually looked after the community, man. Yeah, where, where we, you know, for, well, I speak firsthand because I knew that they 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 would um, bro, like a classic example. I don't know if your parents got the got the got 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 the info, but they would pass around um like flyers. That on this day meet them on meet them down that street with uh with their padders. Yeah. And they put on KFC and a massive feed for everyone. And they put on a party like music for the community, yeah. Oh no, that's the modern day tribes. <laughs> oh I said the modern day tribes, they didn't <laughs> the do that back tri- in the day. They just shot motherfuckers yeah. into shut up. The the yeah, the but you see the gangs have evolved. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I watched this uh YouTube clip on oh no, I think it's um on Modi Television. Mm. Of a former, you know, old yeah. school gang member mm. having a chat with a um, modern day, you know, um, presidents of gangs. Yeah. Okay. And back in the old days, it was gang before family, patch mm. before family. Yeah. They've now reversed it and it's family before patch. Oh, wow. Which is, you know. Absolutely, man. That's, uh, that's totally the opposite to what the black power and that do, eh? Yeah. Because once you're in the black power or the mongrel mob, you're... That your that is your family, yeah. yeah. But no, they've um, you know they were talking with the modern day uh, mm. prezies. You know they all train, they all work, and it's family first. That's why you see a lot of the social medias with the families. Mm. That's exactly what they're promoting. Yeah, they have their uh, uh, underworld life where you know yeah. the deals that they're doing. Um, you know, blue collar crime does the same thing behind closed doors, mm. do deals. Mm. You know, and it's all coke and stuff like that, eh? Um, but you know, these guys, yeah, they're selling um, what they're selling. But guaranteed, most of these rich mm. and famous, yeah, you know, there's a portion of them that actually do all that shit mm. uh, behind closed doors. So. Yeah, uh, they they get a bad rap, and yet they um, they're selling to to kids and that. Um, but you can't control everything. No. Yeah. Mm. And not only that, boost, but all of us have our vices. Eh? Yeah. You know, you may. Yeah, I'm not defending them, but I'm just saying that if you're really good at something, you got to have a vice. Yeah. You know. And you see, if they really wanted to stop it, they could. Yeah. But you know the the powers that be, they all take it too. <laughs> you know, so everyone's on that vice. Eh? Um, yeah. You know, that's why you know they have a black market. But yeah, I don't know where that black market is. But you know, yeah, 
there's obviously some way that they can access what mm. they need to access. And if you want to access something, there's a lot of avenues nowadays that, mm. that happens. Um, but back in the day, it was uh, the ground show, you know, soldiers that were doing the footwork. Yeah, <laughs> foot soldiers, eh? The foot soldiers. Yeah. It's now Uber. You can Uber that shit. And <laughs> I saw on, a, 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 I don't know if it was YouTube or not, but they had drones dropping off drugs to people now. Oh, fuck. Was this in a prison, man? No, no, no. Like, oh, uh, to a house. To Uber. Yeah, they getting, they sent a drone. And uh, they drop your uh, package. You know, so yeah. it must be a local drone because, yeah, the fellow that... Um, it must be because they didn't have a big range on them, eh? Oh, this one was a quite a big oh, a big drone. It wasn't a baby one. Oh, true. You know, the ones that we buy because that's yeah. the only ones we can afford. <laughs> yeah, it's these massive ones. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad guy. What a sad guy. I'm a poor man, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Silly, we're not an Otara anymore, man. Yeah, I keep forgetting yeah. that. <laughs> Also, we digressed a bit. We we went off off track a bit. We're talking about, but it's hard not to talk about where we're from, me. Eh? Yeah, it always comes back that back to that. But I wanna, um, I always wanted to um, bring up with you, you specifically, your experience, man. Like you know, so you got into powerlifting from um, with Lance Lance Stewart, yeah. the man, the OG of fucking back squat eh, in Otara. Yeah. Where did you go from there? How did you get into like um, and bodybuilding? Like so, after that it was powerlifting circuit bodybuilding. You helped a couple. Of, I know, I know personally that you helped a couple of bodybuilders yeah. um, get really fucking strong. And we know that um, training that way, yeah, um, will obviously give you the um, cosmetic results that you're looking yeah. for that bodybuilders are looking for, as well as like because Ronnie Coleman was a was a perfect example of what you how you guys used to train. Mm. You know, like um, really fucking heavy, yeah. heaps of reps, eh? Yeah, the rep range was high, and yeah. um, and it was really it was heavy. Fuck, it yeah. was fucking heavy. And uh, what we said to this bodybuilder was, yeah, you get an expert to do your diet, we'll yeah. do the rest. Yeah, yeah. And so he he was on point with his diet, which was really probably, good. Yeah, Sully, man, I'd I'd never seen some someone in so much pain before. Eh? Yeah. Because I, I, I would like I witnessed some of those squat sessions. I was I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to. I watch, man. I'm good. I watch you guys put him through, put him through that pain. Eh? Mm. Jesus, but it all paid off uh, when he won. You know, yeah, um, two categories on that night. Mm. Um, so yeah, was 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 that him coming as a novice? He won the novice, then they put him in the as a, a novice bodybuilding. Eh? Yeah. Yep. And then he, you know how they got the winner of each category? Yep. And then they... Oh, he won that also? He won the overall as oh, well. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he won two two categories that night, the overall and his mm. division, which surprised everyone, but yep. it was pretty clear what he, you know... Like the results that he The was results. That was his first bodybuilding comp, but he didn't yeah. look like a novice. Mm. Yeah, by the time we were finished with him. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, uh, big ups to his nutrition and also the per- person who put his tan on. Yeah, because that was on point. Yeah, true. Yeah, because he was that dark that everything you know mm. at, under the right lights yeah, came out. So yeah, true. The we knew a certain formula on training our bodybuilder mm. worked because yeah. we did it with a couple of guys. So um, yeah, once he moved on, yeah, that was it. I didn't. 
trained another bodybuilder since. Oh, yeah. really? Um, and that was back in 2007, six? Yeah, six or seven. I think maybe six, I think. 2006 was then. When did I get that commie, that yellow commie? <sighs> nah, you... Oh, speaking of cars, you're a big car enthusiast as well, eh? Yeah. You love cars as well, eh? <laughs> People don't know this, are, and yeah. it's... You know, I I saw... um. I saw a Nissan Fairlady yep. ZX. I think it was maybe. What year was your one? Ninety one. Yeah, V V. It was a V six twin turbo. You you put a V eight in that bitch, eh? Well, I tried to. Yeah. Oh, so no, you but I uh, had it up to seven hundred horse. Yeah. Uh, before I sold it, but yeah, no, I I didn't have a a V eight in that. It's one of my other friends. Who, oh, um, okay. Because I, th- I thought you had pulled the engine out, and put the six out, and put put a no, no, no. eight uh, cylinder. Yeah, I wanted to, but yeah, um, I had a missus then. Say no more, brother. Say yeah. no more. <laughs> That's when that changed too. When I yeah. Oh, true, bro. Because, uh, um, me and your me and your younger sister, right? Like yeah. we went to school together. And we were really good friends at school. And I remember this one time you came and picked her up in that red yeah. Fair Lady ZX. Like your, that was your baby. Yeah. That was your baby back then. <laughs> what year was that? Two, um, that what? was a 91. Oh. No, what year? Um, I think you picked her up in two. Because my last year at high school was 2000. Oh, yeah. 2000, around there. Yeah. yeah. Around there. And I, and I remember hearing... I remember hearing a <laughs> and that's all I heard and I looked to my right I was like holy shit what the fuck is that your sister your sister said goodbye jumped in the car and you fucking just yeah. fucking I was like what the fuck and then I found out later that you had done work to this um, ZX Fair lady yeah 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 um, no word of a lie last week I saw one cruising around and um Qdale, Qdale. So some they're, they're floating around. Mm. So so people, I, I don't know whether they're coming back or people are pulling them off the, you know, pulling them out of Japan and bringing them here, doing them up. But um, yeah, I saw I saw one. There's in, a couple um, floating around. Yeah, I, I saw feel, one in. Um, so uh, that way. So Nissan Fair Lady ZX. Google yeah. that if you're still listening. Yeah, 300 ZX. Yeah, yeah, yeah 300 ZX. Yeah. Yes, I had a yeah V6 uh, twin turbo. So that was a pretty. So that was a top 10 car in the supercar magazine with yep. uh, Godzilla. So that, oh. So the two, there was the only two Jap cars that were in the top 10 back in the late late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I I still got that magazine. Do you have any pictures? Do you still have pictures of your fair lady? Yep. Nice. Yeah, still got the photos. What about Yummy Ass, man? Yeah, Yummy Ass. Oh. Yeah. So you, oh, we're talking about Yami. So you transitioned from uh, the Fair Lady. Did you? What What happened to that? Did you trade it in? Or I traded it? in. So my baby. Yeah. Uh, I traded it in for V8 because Nip had a V8. She was into eights. That oh. was a, my introduction to V8s. Was her? Was her? Oh, what What was she driving at the time? Uh, she had a XR8. Oh, yeah, she was a Ford, Falcon. yeah, but she ended up being a Holden. <laughs> yeah. Did you change it converter? I had to convert oh, it. Yeah, man. Bro, you so, know, yeah. Just a side note on the Ford thing, like my mum used to work at a Ford. Um <laughs> like on the alloy. Yeah. Alloy wheels, like all, all Pacific Islands used to work yeah. at Ford, eh? In Ford South Holden, yeah. yeah. Um and bro, like ever since she used to bring Falcons home and stuff like that, I was like, nah, I'm into Holden, man. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, so that was my introduction into V8. So I got rid of my um, Fair Lady. Yeah. And it was a 91. I paid 17000 back then. Yeah. And I s- traded it in for 25K. Oh. I wanted more because I said to the father, hey, Oh, because of all the work you had done on it. Yeah. He goes, uh, that means shit, bro. This is how much it's worth right now. Yeah. But anyway, he was a good salesman because he cut me down. <laughs> I said, bastard. But I got, um, yeah, uh, SS model. Yeah. Um, and it was the, what colour was it? It was like yellow, a green. Yellowy green yeah. kind of uh, commie SS. Yeah. Um, so a Holden Commodore SSC. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What uh, year? Six-speed manual was 2002. 2002, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the last of the VX series. That was a Generation 2. Generation three, one of the two, yeah, yeah. But I was the last of the VX before they went in VY, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the shape changed, eh? And they the sort of went changed. sort of a little bit narrower, yeah. narrower, yeah. So th- this one was a wide body. Uh well, back then, yeah, yeah, it was the wide v, f- yeah, for the, that year. The VEs look uh, when that was a good shape, but uh, the VFs are nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what your brother brother in law's got out here, yeah. Uh, so well, the, the blue one that was in, yeah. There. It's only a six. We didn't need to talk about yeah, that. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's two two cylinders short of a good conversation, <laughs> bro. Yeah. So, um, so what were we talking about? <laughs> Just sorry, your um, your your SS that you had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, man. Like, um, I remember that that one time you picked up your sister and the fair lady, and I saw that. I was like, "Fuck, is that um." To me, like as a kid, looking at that, you drive away with your sister. I was like, "Fuck, that looked like that Viper car, eh? you know." Like, yeah. um, apparently it was Night uh, Rider. It reminded me of Night yeah. Rider, you know, back then. So I didn't know shit about cars back then. Apparently, that was a Ferrari design that they didn't like. It was a front-mounted engine, mm. and then Japan bought the rights off them, or you know, the designs off them, and ended up making making that car. You know, oh really? ZX. Yeah, that's why it looks like a supercar. Oh shit! Um, but I I bought one of those only yeah. because um, again you know working on the doors the prezi down in um, down the road yeah because when that car first came to New Zealand it was one hundred and ten thousand that's how expensive they oh, were shit it dropped in value so fast <laughs> took ten years to drop the value yeah I had to wait Bro, ten years to buy that but back then a hundred and Hundred and ten k, hundred ten k back then. Yeah, it's like a million bucks now, man. Yeah, so that's how I ended up falling in love with the car because I went, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, uh-huh. I've never seen it before. Yeah, so um, because I was driving around with my um, mates in a VR four, oh the VR four, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Until this bloody thing came up. Yeah, yeah. it was um. Yeah, so that's yeah, when um, uh, one of our um, colleagues at uh, MIT, he was into V8 as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was into dragging, you know, and oh, um, true. they did a lot of illegal drags back in the day. Mm, Ross Common Road, are we talking about those days? Um, Williamson Ave, I think, Chris, up uh, East Tamaki. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm from the Ross Common Road days yeah. where they would do it. Again, that's modern stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The modern day guys. <laughs> Yeah, Roscommon Road wasn't built back then. 
I know someone personally who's like, he yeah. lives around the corner, really good friend of mine, man. Um, he used to drag on that strip. We used to, cru- we used to cruise past that strip, all the fair ladies. Yeah. Only because when the Japa scene, or when the Japa cars made it to New Zealand, mm. that's when the V8 started losing to these turbo cars. Yeah. Yeah. Quicker off the market. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, that's when there was a war with, uh, you know, the Jappers versus the, you know, old school. Because mm. my, um, our colleague had a bucket, tea bucket, and also oh, uh, yes, Mustang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tea bucket, Ford, Ford tea yeah. bucket, eh? Bro, that was a fucking death trap, eh? It was a death trap with no bars on it, you know? Uh, well, back in the day, they didn't know about safety, you know, that type of safety. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was some scary shit, yeah. Yeah, that, the Corvette. Yeah. I think it was the uh, last of the chrome bumpers before Fuck. the bumpers changed. Mm. Um, and also a Mustang Fastback. Yeah, so he was into his um, V8s. So it was, that was the time when I met Nip. Oh, and, yeah, around then. Yeah. yeah, so I was already starting to like V8s with uh, our colleagues' V8s, yeah. Harry. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Once I met Nip and she had a V8, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to change to a V8. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she sort of inspired you to change the commie, the, the SS? Yeah, so I got rid of my the Fair Lady, fair lady yeah. for an SS. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Thinking, oh, well, no, you know. Bro, but you know, back then, like, um, back, back in Auckland, like us looking at that car, we were like, holy yeah. fuck, he's got a fucking Bugatti, man, or yeah. some shit. Bro. <laughs> You walk around, bro. Oh, that shit's around every fucking corner, eh? <laughs> That's just like everyday run around. <laughs> oh, can I tell you something fucking funny, man? Is my son, right? He turns nineteen this year. His last year at school was last year, and um, one of his best friends, he had a um, he had a Malu Holden. <laughs> so he had basically the top of the range. Well, as a run around, as a run around. No, his dad bought it for him. As you know, as uh, as a celebration for getting his license and kind of thing. Yeah. So he was driving to school with this fucking hundred and forty thousand dollar fucking Holden. <laughs> you know, just like nothing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like fucking hell, man, crazy. That's crazy, all right. Mm. Yeah. When my first car <laughs> I bought when I started working was uh, three thousand dollars a Mark II, <laughs> Toyota Mark II. It's fucking hilarious, eh, man? Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. Sorry, we're, we're, uh, we digress a bit. Sully, um, do you want more ice or do no, you want to take right. a break and grab more ice? Or? No, I'm all right. We can do, sure. Yep. Yeah, so that was powerlifting. Um, so powerlifting was through Lance. And then still and at MIT, because remember, I was there 17 years. Yeah. A lot happens in yeah, 17 a lot, years. A lot happens, and we don't want to just uh, glaze over that like a, <laughs> like a donut. Um. Oh, give me a sec. Yep. I just want to cut it here so I can uh, save it. Oh, yeah. And yep. then we'll start again. Yep. Give me, give me a sec, mate. Hold on.